es muy malo. Bruto el pato de vestuario. La interpretación siempre negativa. Siempre negativa. Nunca positiva. Hello, this is Rick here. I'm joined by Sam and a special guest in Muhammad Rashini, a journalist at CBC Radio, a goalkeeper and a journalist who writes about goalkeepers. We sat down for a long chat about Barcelona goalkeeper Mark andre Ter Stegen, who has been called into question in recent weeks and some would say it's actually far longer than that that he hasn't been at his very best level of form. This is a segment of that conversation which we're going to publish for patrons on Thursday over at patreon.com slash siemprepod when it's ready. We go over some of the recent goals Barcelona have conceded, from David Alaba in the Clasico to Iago Aspas last weekend for Celta Vigo. We look at the mechanics of Ter Stegen's goalkeeping and what he does well still, and, and a lot more. For now, though, we just wanted to publish a short part of this interview with Mohamed, which was absolutely fascinating. So just out of interest, I mean, you mentioned as well before, I've got a list of keepers here, and we had to do the ESPN FC 100 last Last week, the results aren't out yet. You have to vote for 10 goalkeepers. And I have to be honest, like you say, two or three years ago, I was like, oh, Black, Ter Stegen were completely sort of one or two, maybe. I can't remember when we're going back to probably those Valverde years. And now you're looking at a string of, a string of goalkeepers where, where they're in better form than, than Ter Stegen. You're looking at Courtois. You even mentioned Emiliano Martinez. I mean, you can make a case that he, he's better than, than Ter Stegen at the moment. You've obviously got Alisson, Mendy in good form at, at Chelsea, Donnarumma with Italy in the Euros with Paris Saint-Germain. Where do you where do you see Ter Stegen among the world's best goalkeepers at the moment? Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, when you when you look at the advanced stats, I mean, like I have my gripes with with advanced stats, but when you look at them, he's been uh, conceding at least a goal every season, a goal more than expected every season, uh, every league season since um, since like the past three seasons. So. According to expected goals, he's underperformed. Personally, Ter Stegen at his best was a goalkeeper who wasn't performing at the average or just above the average. He was performing at a level where he was saving Barcelona time and time and time again. He was perf- He was exceeding expectations. I think. <clears throat> I think the fact that he was exceeding expectations sort of raised people's expectations to the point where they're they're like okay he needs to be doing this every single season it's not just a matter of like okay only a few games he's going to be stealing for us but it's going to be something that it's like every single season he's got to be among the best goalkeepers in the world and he did have the quality to be among the best goalkeepers in the world uh, because of that but I think now he's sort of regressed to a he's regressed to a position where he's he's still good he can still steal games for Barcelona. He's just not at the level that he was a few seasons ago. And I think because of that, because people now have these new expectations where it's like, oh, he has to be elite every single season. Now, good is not seen as good to them. Good is seen as poor. Good is seen as, okay, he's he's struggling. Even though when we looked at some of these goals that people might point to, there, there isn't really much that you could say, well, Ter Stegen should be doing. Now, I do agree. I, I think, Rick, you mentioned earlier where you were like, you get the sense that an older Ter Stegen, a Ter Stegen from the past would have saved some of these. And I do agree. I look at some and I'm like, well, does Ter Stegen maybe 
do a better job of saving that when he's in his prime, when he's playing at the peak of his powers. Um, it's it's changed since then. He's not playing at that level. There could be a, a variety of different factors, and I have my own theories on on what exactly it is about Ter Stegen uh, that's that's caused him to to drop to this sort of level. But I I do think you know he played at that level where he was elite every single game, where he barely made mistakes despite playing a risky goalkeeping style. And that raised people's expectations every single season to the point where average to them wasn't average as we define it. Average was like, okay, playing at a very great level. And now that Ter Stegen has sort of regressed to good, or maybe even very good, you could still say, people don't see it as good because their average is, their, their average line is great, but very good falls or good falls below great. So I think that's how people see it, see it now. Personally, I, I, I wouldn't consider him one of the top five goalkeepers in the world. I don't know if I, if I'd put him in the top 10, but I mean, I'd still, because of the quality that he's shown in the past, let's say three, four seasons leading up to this one, because of the fact that he can still steal games for Barcelona, I still would put him in my top 20 at the, at like at the very least for me. But. You know, when it comes to actually like the top five goalkeepers in the world, I don't know about that. And it's not a it's not a yeah. bad thing. That's it's not a, like you know, there are multiple goalkeepers playing at the very elite levels. So it's not exactly. It, it doesn't mean that because he's not top five or not top ten that he's not good. It's just that you know, for um, compared to the others, maybe he doesn't stack up to them at this point as he once did. Yeah, I think you'd have to be. Cr- is that you'd be hard pushed to find? A, well, I don't know. Maybe there's some some very very strong Barcelona fans out there who would put him in the top five. But I think he's he's just about around the he's around the top ten for me still, sort of hovering around tenth tenth sort of position around there somewhere. Um, your your theories on this? That was a good point that you said. I guess the he's almost set the bar too high himself in terms of the theory of why he's perhaps not living up to expectations now. Also the knee injury. Also the the lack of protection he has from Barca these days the the deteriorating quality in front of him and the crisis at the club all contributes to sort of reveal flaws in in other players I guess I don't know if there was anything else you mentioned that you have theories for why he's perhaps drifted a little bit or or not reaching the the obscene levels he did hit a couple of years ago yeah I mean I I think you mentioned injuries I I do think that's a that's a big one I mean, I think we're we're all sort of familiar with his recent injury history, right? You know, the fact that he's had knee surgery both this year and last year. Um, that, in my opinion, that's already a cause for concern. Um, but I don't think people really understand just how persistent of a problem his knee injuries have been. Um, in fact, just earlier today, I was I was taking a look at his injury history on transfer market. And it turns out that he's actually had knee problems since the 2015-16 season when he was still vying with Claudio Bravo for the number one spot at Barcelona. In fact, this according to Transfer Market, he's missed at least one game due to a knee injury or a knee problem in almost every single season since 2015-16. He's missed 19 in total. More than half of them have been in the past two seasons because of the surgeries. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, but when a goalkeeper has consistent knee injuries, knee problems every single season, and, you know, to the point where surgery has to be done in consecutive years, 
I think that's an issue. I think that's a that's not a good sign. It's a worrying sign. And I mean, obviously, especially because knees are super important to every athlete. You don't need me to tell you how important knees are to a to an elite athlete. But for a goalkeeper, um, they're so important when it comes to making diving saves, as I've sort of alluded to earlier. You know, it, it contributes to the airtime we can get with dives. It can contribute to the push-off, all of these sort of different factors. Um, so for a goalkeeper to have knee issues this frequently to the point where multiple surgeries are needed, I, I, defi- I definitely think it's had an effect on his play in recent years, um, especially because of that wide stance that we were talking about earlier, which puts pressure on the knees. Um, um, and uh, yeah, you know, he, uh, he often uses these, these big knee movements. Um, it, it is, in my opinion, I think that's, that might be something that's bugging him. Um, you know, this isn't like FIFA where it's like your, your player gets injured on career mode. And then once they recover, it's like they're playing like like they used to. Uh, with knee injuries, it can take so long for a player, even after they return. I mean, just look at Manuel Neuer, for example, and the injury that he suffered. When he came back, we were even wondering, you know, is he going to retire soon? Because it doesn't seem like he's playing at that level. Now it seems like he's returned to being one of the best goalkeepers in the world. It sometimes takes time for uh, goalkeepers especially to recover from these sort of injuries and if Ter Stegen is having these problems every single year and maybe even they're getting worse every single season then I imagine they're affecting his play because he's not being able to recover uh, as much as he'd like to um, so that's one um, the other I think is just the mental aspect um, you know obviously and I, I hate to remind and, and you guys about this because it almost feels like kicking a people while they're down. Uh, you know, but Ter Stegen has been part of some really humiliating Champions League results as of late. Uh, the Roma comeback, Liverpool's comeback, the Bayern Munich humiliation, PSG beating Barcelona 4-1 last year. Not even mentioning like the results against, uh, against the clubs like Bayern Munich in the Champions League this season. Um, and all of these results, they take their tolls on the players involved, but they especially take their tolls on the goalkeepers because we're the last line of defense. We're the ones who let in the goals, so to speak. And even if we're not at fault, you know, we're always the one who in the back of our heads, we're thinking, could I have done better? Could I have done something? Should I have moved my foot this way? Should I have positioned myself this way? And for Ter Stegen, you know, I don't think he's actually let go of these humiliations against Roma, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, etc. I think they still live in his head. They still eat away at his confidence. And I think it's just, it's, it's hard to recover from these results uh, because of how frequently they, they've happened. You know, if it was one result, you could sort of put it to the side and say, you know what, that was a fluke. That happened, it happened, we move on. But when it's one result followed by another and then another season after season, it's almost the same thing. All of those build up on top of each other like a mountain. And I think we're at a point now, obviously I'm not Ter Stegen. I, all I can do is speculate, but I look at those results 
I look at the potential toll they have. I look at Ter Stegen. Sometimes, you know, his own face during games. I remember his face against Bayern Munich when he he made that mistake against Bayern Munich in the humiliation. Gave the ball away to Lewandowski. He ended up saving Lewandowski, but the the camera showed a close up of Ter Stegen's face, and he had this look in his eyes where it was almost like it was almost like he was saying, "Get me out of there! Like I don't want to play anymore. I'm done. I want to get out." Um, and I, I feel like, in my opinion, looking at it for, as an outsider, I feel like he's gotten to a point now where he just he no longer has fun playing for Barcelona. He doesn't appear to enjoy playing football for Barcelona anymore. Um, you know, I, I look at the old Ter Stegen, for example. You mentioned, uh, you know, Ter Stegen used to be vocal. Uh, a few seasons back during the uh, during the lockdown, you can hear just how vocal he was. Um, the old Ter Stegen, he was someone who was confident. He was someone who was sure of himself. He was someone who, he had his chest, chest puffed out, but he had it puffed out in a good way. Um, and if teammates, you know, they were not doing their defensive duty, he'd give them an earful no matter who they are, no matter how many years they had spent at Barcelona, he'd be up in their ear telling them, listen, you got to be better so that this doesn't happen. If his team had conceded what looked to be a killer goal, such as the goal against PSG in the 2016-17 Champions League, he'd be giving vocal encouragement. He'd be making a confident save to spark a comeback. Um, at one point, he really looked like almost like the future captain of Barcelona. But now I ask, you know, where's where is that leadership? Where is that confidence? Where is that energy? Um, it's gone. And you can sometimes see it in his face where he concedes one goal. And it's like, oh, no, this is the first of many. I talked, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show where there are some goalkeepers, they concede the first goal and their first thought is, this, there's more coming. This is the first one. Oh no, I got to get prepared. That's what it seems like Ter Stegen, at least from an outsider's perspective, I feel like that's what it seems like for Ter Stegen. And that's why I, you know, I feel like now might be the time for Barcelona and Ter Stegen to part ways. Not just because, uh, you know, it's, it's not because Ter Stegen isn't a good goalkeeper anymore. I have already said, I still think he's good, maybe even very good. Um, he still has quality. He can still, even in his worst seasons, he can still steal a few games for Barcelona. But it doesn't seem like he's able to steal the big games against the big opponents anymore for Barcelona like he used to. And I think it's because the Barcelona shirt for him now, it is soaked in the stains of those humiliating defeats. And it's just too heavy for him to wear at this point. And that's that's my opinion as an outsider. Obviously, I, I'm not Ter Stegen. I don't live in his head. But looking at it from the out from an outside perspective, and just knowing how results in my amateur career have affected me, I I I do not envy him for having gone through those defeats in the Champions League. I do not at all. 